So that's why the quality was shit, Greg. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Yeah. He was on his headphones. <laughs> Do I sound right Guess now? what, Greg? Yeah, you sound, you sound beautiful. Beautiful. You. Guess what? Go Guess on. what? What? I had a lovely little prick today. Ooh. <laughs> it's like that, uh, <laughs> is it the ball, the balls of your <laughs> 70s hospital from Michelin <laughs> Web look? Yeah. And, and, how do you, and how do you feel now? I got a glass of wine, so I feel pretty decent at the moment. As, 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 Maybe, as, wait, let's just explain. I had the first vaccine today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, one thought you, no one thought you'd been costume. <laughs> how long yeah, imagine you it, started feeling a bit poorly? Oh, after my job. Uh, so I had it at 4 p.m. Uh, how that, many have you had now? That, one, a two, a one, hey. two, three, four. I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching films. Great films. Bad films. Blockbusters. Classics. Indie films. Cheesy films. Superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film. Didn't even care. Didn't want to know. You weren't interested. You were just using me. Nope. Um, I had about 4pm and, and it was the middle of the night that night when I started waking oh, really? up in sweats and feeling like Bigfoot's backside so yeah, yeah. yeah. mum said we're swearing too much ah oh, well it's fine okay Maybe, <laughs> should, we, we could try instead of beeping it not drawing attention to it as much by just ducking it so, like just like oh no, but like I'll just put in a duck. No, 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 <laughs> but like I mean, ducking the sound. Yeah, you know. So if I was to say, f- uh, then it would just yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Try. What about what about Riz Ahmed last week doing? <laughs> We've had loads of people. It'd be, it'd be it'd be hard to duck that, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We've had it would just be silence for a while. We've had uh, we've had loads of people speculating what he was doing. Um, Le- Lever wondered whether he was on a in. <laughs> it's Phoenix Knights, isn't it? Yeah. Jerry, Jerry, and the what he's drying his hands like I had sex once, <laughs> and then at the end covered in piss. Yeah, yeah, amazing. That's funny. That's funny. How's your, How's your week? week? <laughs> Man, man's been alright. My, um, my lad Arthur has been poorly. When you know, like whenever he gets a cold, he gets mm. on his chest and he can't fight it off. So I managed to keep him out of hospital this time. But he's now on antibiotics and he's yeah. But he's 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 fighting through. So our whole weekend yeah. was uh, occupied by looking after him really um, and yeah. taking it in turns to take Matilda out because so we could just get some <laughs> get some fresh air. Uh, yeah, not not a lot of that. So seen a few films. A few films we're going to talk about. I uh, I watched Days of Days and Confused. Oh, did you? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Did you did you like it? I did, yeah, yeah. I, I like yeah. I like how not a great deal happens. I like, you know, yeah, just like you just basically spend twenty four hours with them, and it's it's cool. It's just it's such a feel good film, though, isn't it? Although, like as you say, like not a lot happens, but it's one of those films that I always come away watching it from watching it. It's like I just want to get pissed with my mates and just yeah. have a great time. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a good film. It's a really good film. Um, what about you? Think what I've done this week, uh, actually. Genuinely cannot remember. Okay. Um, <laughs> had a bump to the head? 
Yes, I, yeah, I did actually. I, nearly, I genuinely <laughs> nearly knocked myself out. On that was it because the, the weather was awful at the weekend here. Yeah. So we just like we had a trip out to Tesco, you know, yeah. and did a bit oh, of shopping yeah. and you know that sort of stuff. It was rubbish. Um, but uh, obviously, in all the big faff with all the bags and the two kids and the pram, oh, I slammed the card, uh, the boot on my oh, head, and everything man. went white. And Max was like, "Oh my god, you're all right!" And I was just like stood. Stood in the middle of Warrington Tesco car park, like nearly blacked out. It was That's horrible. I can't remember any of your uh, weekend before that. Yeah, genuinely. Don't know what I did on Sunday. <laughs> I um, I bought a car. That's no what idea. I did. We, we, oh, we yeah. went and bought a little. Cool. We bought a little run around. Um, because we need a second car now. I don't know how we survived all this time with one car between two of us. We were like that when we did it. When we went that went to the two. Yeah. Jesus, like. So reliant on one another, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So that um, yeah. it's been pretty. Yeah, the weather's been grim though. It's like it's, you can't yeah, do a lot when the weather's been like it has. And, uh, so, off the back of last week, we've had loads and loads of uh, comments on uh, our award show, the daddies. Yeah, the people, daddies. I just want to do a it. big, sh- a big shout out to uh, my sister Julia, who well and truly <laughs> spat her dummy out for a thirty-seven-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, well, well, she said she's going to unsubscribe and stop listening. So this be a test. She did, but then she actually she 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 subscribed again. Can't okay. stay away. So yeah, she got a bit annoyed that we'd asked my other sister to to had do an award and not her. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, Julia, I want to give you a really sincere apology. What's coming up on the show, Greg? Next up, we're chatting about last week's homework, Children and Men. Then we've got this week's film news. Uh, then we're chatting about a new film that we've both seen, a Greek film called Apples, which is pretty interesting. Um, really it, selling it to me. Yeah. Well, more on that later. And in the week that cinemas are opening, cinemas, cinemas are opening on Monday, Dave. Yeah. Thunderous applause. Um, <laughs> we are going to be chatting about um, cinemas opening, what that might look like, some of the films that are being released, um, and what the future of cinema is. Um, may look like as well then we'll talk about this week's so solid view it's jurassic park everyone's a critic and then we'll be setting homework how's that sound good perfect that sounds wonderful all right now let's put it together (laughs) let's put it together yeah all right all right all All right right. (laughs) have you done your homework david uh, yes, Gregory, I have done my homework. I actually set it to you. So have you done your homework? Yes, I have. Fantastic. Yes, I have. So uh, last week I set Greg the 2006 uh, action thriller, I suppose, to a certain extent. Um, Alfonso Curran directed Clive Owen starring Children of Men. Um, yes, you did. And what did you think? Well, do you want to give us a little bit of a rundown? Yeah, okay. Um, so it's 2027, uh, and it's 18 years after there's been some sort of um, something that's caused human infertility. They don't really know what, and uh, the world is sort of falling apart. What, you, you, the United Kingdom is sort of one of the few countries that is sort of staying on its feet and functioning, and uh, but it looks you know very different to how we know it to be now. And it's this sort of um, am- amazing sort of mix of it's like this dystopian mix of. Um, um, dirty sort of rundown streets, yeah. things falling apart, but also mixed in there, you've got like 
some interesting sort of futuristic technology. There's little things that you'll spot, like I don't yeah. know, little like cool little screens in places, and I don't know. <laughs> it's it, it, the, the the set design is just amazing, and the sort of the way they sort of create this sort of dystopian futuristic Britain. I think that was the most amazing thing about it, um, and yeah. th- just the level of detail as well, like the background detail. Like you'll be you you know they'll, they'll be in. I don't know, it'll be on a train and in the background you can see um, a, a billboard that's been graffitied that says, last one alive, turn out the lights. Um, <laughs> and like all the London buses are really old and battered. Uh, it's just like cool stuff like that. So, yeah, there's, there's this been, 18 years prior, there's this been been this uh, something that's caused infertility across the whole world. They don't really know what. And, you know, the youngest person alive is 18, this 18-year-old footballer. I think he's Brazilian. And he dies. Yeah. And the whole world goes into mourning because the youngest person alive has died. And Baby so, something they call them, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone's looking slightly unkempt. And uh, you've got random little sort of nice little Easter eggs of places like... Um, you know, there's Battersea Power Station is in it, and uh, and it's and it's his is it his brother that has this art collection in in Battersea yeah. Power, and it's kind of like a nod to the Tate and Ticks, the Tate Moderns yeah. in London's in, yeah. in a old power station. Did you and, get the Pink Floyd reference as well? Oh, oh the pig, the flying pig. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just uh, no no explanation. I just quite like that. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> um, and even even there, you see this guy with this weird sort of hand technology thing. He's yeah. controlling the screen. You know making the screen move uh it's it's beautifully shot and and so everything's so thoughtful every every little sequence is so so thoughtful there's loads of these huge sort of one take sequences but you know when we speak about like 1917 it's done in like a distracting way where it's obviously this sort of stunt sort of thing Mm. there's something quite natural about the one take sequences in this yeah um and also i've not really finished setting it up anyway ever so basically (laughs) um he gets. He ends up with this task through his ex, ex, ex wife. Yeah, yeah. ex wife ends up with this task to um, transport a woman who it turns out is pregnant, and uh, to try and get her to the coast. Coast, sorry, to try and get her to the coast to get her on a boat um, to some activists who want to. What are they call the human project. It's a human project, or yeah, yeah something, yeah, something like, like that. that. Uh, but. Because it's like this totalitarian British government now, and you're not allowed to travel anywhere. You know, there's concern that if if the government got found out about this pregnant woman, they'd take them take her off them, and you know, God knows what. And so he's, <laughs> he's got to kind of carry out this secret mission where he's got to transport this woman down to Brighton or near Brighton or somewhere like that. Uh, and you know, action ensues, and it's just thrilling. You got Michael Caine in there playing this sort of like yeah. John Lennon esque hippie who's just <laughs> amazing. I've never seen Michael Michael Caine having yeah. so fun in a role. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Clive Owen is really funny. Um, yeah. You've got some other really funny characters. You've got um, Sid. What an amazing character Sid is. Um, you know the guy. He's the he's the corrupt. Yeah, the Scottish border, border, border control one. Yeah, he's actually on train spotting. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's the one who's got the Yeah, yeah he's the he's in loads of things. Um he's in one yeah. of the Harry Potters as well. Oh, he? is he? Okay. Um yeah. 
yeah, I really like him. I really like the fact he talks himself talks about himself in the third person. I <laughs> got a really sort of cool style to it. Um, I like how some of it's got like a documentary style uh, sort of sort of to it in the way in the way it's sort of shot. I just thought it was completely immersive. I, I completely can see how it's so highly highly regarded. I, I genuinely think. All right, Pablo. Uh, Pablo, come now, mate. Hey, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> if it's not the kids, it's the bloody dog. Pablo, <laughs> get down. Uh, continue. You genuinely uh, think? I genuinely think this film is faultless. Uh, I, yeah. I, I really, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of fault, uh, a fault to it. I love that it's, that, you know, there's off, obviously like sort of like interesting themes that sort of weave throughout it about, mm. um, you know, a, 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 about... Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. Get down, Pablo. Good boy. <sighs> themes. Oh, sort of oh, yeah, yeah, themes. Um, yeah, there's, there's like themes to it about, you know, modern society and, you know, what, you know, the, the planet and what, and where it's going and, and you know, it, it's that... It's funny, sort of like everyone's got a different perspective of the world in this yeah. film, and I find that really interesting. Uh, I, I really like the fact that you know we were speaking the other day, last week, about there was a film. What we were speaking about, where everything's explained to you, and it's really annoying. And, oh, that uh, um, uh, without remorse. Yeah, 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 called? yeah. And this is the opposite of that, and I found this really nice, Alfonso Curran quote about it and i don't know whether it was with, with reference to this but there's this quote when he was in an interview and he said that there's a kind of cinema that i detest which is a cinema that is about exposition and explanations yeah, um, yeah. and it's become now what i call a medium for lazy readers cinema is a, ho- a hostage of narrative and i'm very good at narrative as a hostage to cinema so he's got like he's got disdain for like everything being explained in a backstory and yeah, everything like that yeah. and um you know, this this um, female infertility infertility thing. It's like a metaphor for like a fading sense of hope, and uh, but mm. it, it leaves you to sort of think about all these sort of ideas rather than just explaining your face about them. And yeah. I really, really yeah. like that. Um, yeah, sorry, it's quite a few days since I've seen it, and I'm just trying to sort of <laughs> remember everything I was thinking whilst I was watching it. Um, yeah, I I I, I just thought it, I, it was. The best thing about it for me, I don't know whether I've said this already, but I'm going to say it again if I'm not, that there's just a plausibility to the whole thing. Like I'm watching yeah. it thinking, do you know what? If this happened, and you know, you know what? Actually, the, the incident of global infertility, you can't start thinking, God, the, I suppose, is it not inconceivable that something like that could happen in the first yeah, place? Yeah. But should that happen, I genuinely think that's how the world would go, and I genuinely yeah, think that's how the UK yeah. would go. I, I, and yeah. I just think the writing in that respect is just so well thought out. Uh, mm. Yeah, just pretty sublime, really. Wow, there you yes. go. <laughs> Brilliant, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, I I absolutely love this film. I remember I was at college when it came out, and I remember. One of the in my film studies class, yeah. uh, one of the lads came in and he was like, "I saw a film last night and I've never seen anything like it before." Yeah, and obviously we were like sixteen at the time, and anything interesting was going to blow our minds. But yeah, I remember yeah. him, him saying, "It's unbelievable." There's like a war, and it's like one one take, um, 
you need to go and see yeah. it. So I was like, right, we'll do. So me and Stu and Lee went watching it and we all came out and we were like, that is unbelievable. Yeah. And now, you know, what, what are we, 15 years later, it's still unbelievable. Yeah. It is it is an absolutely brilliant, breathtaking film. Um, like yeah. you were saying, I, I love how it's 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 set, you know, in 20, what is it, 2027 it's set, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, the world looks different, like you were saying, but also the world looks the same. And it's it's fu- it's funny how it's like these futuristic cars are just like they're just Renault Megans, but they've got <laughs> posh screen. They've just got posh screens in them. Do you know what I mean? And things like that. And it, it's the familiarity of it. Just these That's things that you see. That you know, uh, it's these things that you notice, and you're like, all right, yeah, there is. There's a London bus. Yeah, there's a train that we, you know, a train knackered old bloody. Uh, you know, what is it, Northwestern train or whatever? Um, they're still yeah. using them. Do you know what I mean? And it's things like that, and it's but it, it feels relatable, it feels natural, like you're yeah. saying. It feels like actually that's what it would be like. Um, yeah, yeah you, you know, you can't not mention these really, really long takes, uh, that, that he does, and it's very, very clever how, he, how they do them. And again, not in that kind of showing off way, like, like uh, mm. 1917 does. Um, it's, the it's just it. The 1970, it's done in a really subtle way that actually it's one of those where you go, oh, you know what? I don't think, I don't think it's cut for a, for a few minutes. And then when you actually break <laughs> it down, no, it's not cut for 15 minutes. And he's been running around in yeah. and out of buildings and there's been explosions and tanks and things and like he, that. And, and it probably like, has cut. Uh, well, it has, but actually you'll be surprised at how long <laughs> yeah. they do these takes. And especially the car, there's a, there's a particular yeah. car chase when a certain character... Uh, there's a character that gets shot and it's very shocking actually yeah. when that happens because you don't expect it to happen. How they film yeah. that is really, really cool. Um, mm. There's no windows in the entire car. Uh, they're all digital. Um, so the okay. camera can freely move in and out of, of the of the car and they've got people like picking it, taking it off the crane and moving it round through and then putting it back on the crane that's been, you know, it's really, really clever. It's a beautifully kind of orchestrated, which is which is amazing. Um, the whole tone of the film, it's got this bleakness to it. It's this dirtiness to it. Like you were saying, everyone's very, mm-hmm. very unkempt and unclean, and, and it, but it, it's really, you know, but it, it works. It, it's so, it's so smart, yeah. but, and, but dirty and grimy, but it's, it's just wonderful. Um, Clive Owen, and yeah. it's funny this because now you don't really see much of Clive Owen. You know, he's not that kind of leading no. man that he was sort of, uh, you know, early noughties, mid noughties. But this is a different, totally different kind of performance. He's not King Arthur. He's not essentially James Bond because he was he was lined up to be Bond, wasn't he? At one point, he's his character Theo is yeah. just, he's not a hero. He's very reluctant to, and I suppose he's he's even in it. He's not a hero. He's he. He's, he's, he's a bit of a wimp, isn't he? You know, he doesn't really want to help, but he has yeah. to. He gets broken in, and even like, even when they they trying to he's trying to escape this particular part in this car, but there's no petrol. He's got to like jump start the car and all this sort of stuff. And he's like, he just looks knackered, doesn't he? Yeah. He's a bit of an alky, and he's he's just yeah. a bit shagged out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And but it, yeah, but I yeah, love it, and yeah, it, it, yeah. it makes it far more real. You've got your, you know, you've got your homages to Blade Runner. You've got your kind of 1984 in there, but without being too kind of out there and wild. It, I don't know. It's just if if anybody's not seen it, watch it because it's absolutely brilliant. I, per, you know, mm. I like. You, I totally agree with it. I personally think it's flawless. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful I, film. 
I think the reason because I've always known of this film called Children of Men, yeah. and I've and I don't don't know what it's been. I, one one film genre I'm not really into is like war films. Really, I'm just not fussed mm. about them, right? Yeah. And I'd had it in my head. It sounds like a very war film sort of title. For, for, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. And and there are yeah. scenes in it where it. I mean, there's a small sequence in it really that's proper like out and out yeah. like war sort of thing. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah, I think that's why I'd avoided it all these years and thought, nah, don't sound my, like my kind of film. Um, it, and it absolutely is. I just think, well, I've been doing all this time. It I'm feels, film. although it's kind of you know on a big kind of Hollywood scale. The fact yeah. that it's all set in Britain, I don't think it did as as, as well as they hoped it would, um, because of that kind of British and rural British setting as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it should have that, done that's amazingly. That's it. It's, a, it's, it's a ho- incredible. It's one of them. <laughs> Hollywood UK films. It's just like, that That for yeah. me is a lot of the appeal. It's just like yeah. seeing the familiarity of it, but in a completely different mm. state is just amazing. Yeah. It's bloody brilliant. Would you say, Greg, this film is The Town or White House Down? Oh, The Town. Because, I mean, we spoke, did we speak about The Town recently? Yeah. Speak about the town, yeah. Good yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd go for the town. Yeah, Fantastic. without a doubt. Where can we see this film, Greg? Children of Men is available to rent for the price of three pound forty nine on you know the usual places. Two pound forty nine on some yeah. of them. It's well worth it as well. Yeah. This is the news. Right, loads and loads of news this okay. week. I think everybody's jumping on this, you know, where uh, cinemas are opening, let's get our films out. So there's loads of trailers been released and loads of kind of uh, yeah. quite cool film news. So the first one, we got a full trailer for A Quiet Place 2. Awesome. Um, which really excited about. Looks great. The first one was fantastic. But the kind of big uh, selling point to this was um, at the end of the trailer, it just says, this is what theatres are made for. So they're really yes. trying to push people to get out, get their ass out of the house and into the cinema, which brilliant. That's cool. I'm all for it. I'm all what for studi- it. What studios release in Quiet Place? Um, hmm. I, just find, I just find this quite interesting now because I, th- I, I just think studios are like not, um, impartial at the moment in terms of cause with the ones that have yeah. got their fingers in pies for sort of st- streaming services and, and things like that. Yeah, it's Paramount. Um, it's Paramount. So, well, actually, because Paramount have got Paramount Plus in US, haven't they? Now, haven't they got like yeah. a, a new digital well, streaming service? But anyway, hmm. anyway, no, but that's good. That's good that they're promoting. Anyway, it. yeah, cool. I'm all for it. Um, John David Washington has just signed on to star in Gareth Edwards' new sci-fi film, True Love. So this is Gareth Edwards, um, who directed Rogue One, Godzilla. Yeah. Um, well, sorry, Godzilla, Rogue One. But he started off by, he directed this film called Monsters uh, years and years ago. I, I went to the cinema watching it just out of the blue. Great film. And from that, you got Godzilla. And then obviously from there, he did, he did Rogue One. But he's not done anything since Rogue One. So it's uh, really interesting to see what what he's doing. It's a sci-fi called True Love. And all we know is John David Washington's signed on, uh, which is fine with me. Love yeah. him. Love, yeah. love them both. John David Washington is the dude. It looks like my mate Anton. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> 
He does. He does. Um, okay, so the next one was uh, a few months ago. We we spoke about this Dev Patel film coming out called The Green Knight. Okay, and we just got a, a yes, really small trailer last year. It's one of those A twenty four films, um, but we get we got the full trailer for it. Obviously, like everything else, we got trailers for this week. But this looks crazy. Okay, it's this like really really strange medieval story. Da- David Lowry, who's written and directed it mm. um, is also making the Peter Pan and Wendy film and it just sounds yeah you know, pretty different yeah pretty different but obviously as well though you've got to think this film was probably finished well over a year ago um, and they've just yeah. been sat on it waiting and the Peter Pan and Wendy film I think they've already started filming it haven't they because there, there, there were some um, there were some stills of Jude Laura's hook Captain do you Hulk know um, weeks ago. do you know who's in it uh, this green night that you were a big fan of uh, um uh, Barry Keegan or Keoghan, Keoghan, Gary, Barry Keegan, you know from um, Oh yeah, from Calm with, with Horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, yeah, he pops up in the trailer. Uh, yeah, he's a cool dude, man. I like him. But yeah, I, 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 you know, I've really sold that film to you. I have no idea what it's about, but it it looks mental. But it, I quite like the whole like medieval aesthetic. But it's this odd sort of psychological fantasy thriller. The dog's kicking off again. What's wrong with you? Someone, don't know, spooked. <laughs> But yeah, there you go. Okay, let's move on. Right, we got the Venom 2 trailer. Um, okay. Who cares? But uh, the it's got two redeeming factors, I suppose. Um, the first one is that Stephen Graham is in it. Okay. So, cool. The second redeeming yep. factor is it's directed by Andy Serkis. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so okay. very very so, strange um, to jump on and do a, a, you know a random sequel to a film, but this is his. Uh, yeah. He directed the Mowgli film, didn't he, a few years ago? Uh, that really dark uh, Jungle Book film. But this is his, his next kind yeah. of this is biggest film to date, I suppose. Um, but I'm just a bit yeah. bit yeah. confused as to why. So yeah. Well, I'm guessing there's really. gonna there's obviously gonna be a lot of performance capture in it then if he's if he's involved. Um, you, you'd, you'd presume so. Um, the, just the thing is, like, so the oh, spoilers for the first Venom film, but like, you keep uh, Eddie Brock, who's uh, Tom Hardy, keeps the symbiote inside him, so he's just got this like monster living in his head. But and he talks to him, and it's meant to be like this funny thing, you know, the, the, the odd couple. But he puts on this voice, right, and it, it's just Bane. Hmm. It's just Bane's voice. It's like, hello, Eddie. Hello, Eddie. I mean, Venom. Eddie Brock. I'm just like, uh, I'm just, I don't really like Tom Hardy that much, if I'm honest with you. Maybe there's going to be maybe there's going to be some big twist in Venom 2 where <laughs> and it's and it crosses the universe. It's, it's actually yeah. Bane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Dave mm. Batista has joined. Uh, sorry, Dave Batista and Edward Norton have joined the Knives Out Two. Uh, yes, Knives Out sequel. I saw that. Pretty oh, cool. Yeah, you've, ah, you said Batista Norton on the notes. I didn't even see yeah. that. I've gone. I've added Ed Norton, and you've already put it. Anyway, yes, yes, mm. good, great. Batista Norton. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So cool. Edward Norton's a notoriously difficult guy to work with, but he's a great actor, and Batista really is making his name, isn't he, as, as an actor. He is, um, and he's, he's great he's, he's, he's great fun to watch, and he's, no, he's, he's genuinely good. What do I see him in recently is uh, Blade Runner 2049, isn't he? And, yeah, uh, yeah, 2049. Obviously, um, he's he, Galaxy. And... He's, 
he's gone on record quite a few times comparing himself to The Rock, not in like a dissing way, yeah. but saying because they're both they're both wrestlers, weren't they? They come from wrestling, mm. um, but saying that The Rock, you know, The Rock's great at what he does, but he Batista doesn't want to just be seen as the wrestling action guy. Although he, you know, he has done his action films and he's doing the, you know, Army of the Dead and things like that. He says, I, I'm actually, I want to be taken seriously as an actor. Mm. Whereas The Rock has never really kind of pushed himself yeah. too much into the dramatic stuff because he doesn't need to, ultimately. No. Batista, that's what Batista He, wants he dials it in, actor. doesn't he? It's of course just, he, he does, comes but, in you know, whatever. He does The Rock, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, he's complaining. Cool. There you go. So, yeah, Knives Out yeah. sequel, it's coming, you know, it's sounding really good. I'm, I'm, I'm proper happy about it. Um, right, finally yeah. then, so this is this is the final bit of news. Um, so hmm. each year the Golden Globes is, uh, is is shown on NBC, so the American um, you know cable channel, but it's been cancelled this year because of growing controversy around uh, the Golden Globes. So the Hollywood foreign press are getting so much negative press <laughs> because of their, one, the lack of diversity. There's something like 87 members of the Hollywood foreign press and not a single uh, black member. Um, yeah. they're hiring uh, a, a diversity I don't know, not coach or whatever but a di- diversity advisor to uh, to point them in the right yeah. direction but you know, why do you need to do that? Why should you have to do that? <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. But also from yeah. just growing concerns over the past few years that they're basically crooked <laughs> and that they take a lot of bribes and they get swayed, let's put it like, let's just say swayed in particular directions so for example, alright we're chatting TV here, but there was that Netflix TV show Emily in Paris, have you, you ever yet heard of it at all? It's Lily Collins. Yeah, um, yeah, it's Lily Collins, Phil Collins' daughter. um, And it's, you know, apparently, I've not seen it, but apparently it's just a very bog standard, you know, fashion, Paris, whatever, sitcom y kind of thing. A bit like, you know, people refer, kind of compared to Sex and the City, but, you know, apparently it's just very, uh, whatever, it's fine. But it was nominated for like best TV, you know, best. Uh, drama at the Golden Globes yeah. TV show and things like that. And people are like, why? Why the hell has that been nominated? Well, the Hollywood Foreign Press were invited to the set last year for a tour and all in, all all oh, inclusive sort God. of thing, and like, conveniently it's been oh, it's been nominated. So what you know? So that's why NBC right. basically said, well, you know what? We're cutting our ties with it. Tom Cruise has uh, given back his three Golden Globes because he doesn't agree with it. This Tom Cruise, the Scientologist. Um, <laughs> He's returned them, so (laughs) it's going to be very interesting to see moving forward. Unless they do a big change, you know, unless they they do something drastic to change their sort of reputation, whether the Golden Globes will. It's it's never it's never been the you know renowned uh, you know it's not the Emmys, it's not the Oscars. However, you know it still is an award show, but it'd be interesting to see if anybody even bothers with it anymore moving forward. So, yeah. Um, it's it's very it's very easy for Tom Cru- Tom Cruise to um, <laughs> hand back his three Golden Globes when you know like, I don't know so someone like who's won a Golden Globe recently that's like Chloe Zhao for yeah. Nomadland I don't know I can't remember if she won now I talk, I talk head, but like you know to me like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh. Yeah. like I mean I suppose she's got Oscars now I, 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 you know <laughs> someone someone like lesser known okay someone who who's like the, their main the main award they've ever won is a Golden Globe. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, f- them. 
as we sold it earlier in the uh, in the what's coming up in the show, this week we are looking at the Greek new Greek release Apples. Mm. Okay, directed by Christos Nico. Yes, no, I'm gonna love him. Yeah. So, a little bit of setup. I'll, I'll do a little bit of setup for this one, yeah. uh, Greg. Um, amidst a worldwide pandemic that causes sudden amnesia, middle-aged Aris finds himself enrolled in a recovery program designed to help unclaimed patients build new identities. And that's kind of all you get. You know, the, the, yeah. the, the film kind of opens, um, and, and all we sort of find out very early on is that something is happening around the globe where uh, random people are getting amnesia, okay? And they're, obviously, as mm. you'd expect from amnesia, completely forgetting who they are, but there's no there's no reason behind it, and there's no coming back from it, okay? And they're quite clear with yeah. that. You, you don't yeah. get your memory back. However, mm. in certain situations, if you, are for, for some reason, get, get this particular type of amnesia and you are, I don't know, you don't have your ID on you or anything like that, you're obviously not going to know who you are. So the government kind of takes you, enrolls you into this recovery program and if if you're never claimed by family members you have to then basically build build a new life and that essentially is what the the main character aris is so-called doing yes greg happy with that yes and it's like it's in four three format, isn't it? And mm. it's there's something it's completely timeless. It's like it, it's this an, analog world where yeah. you've got like there, there's a bit where they're doing these memory tests and they're using a reel to reel for playing these yeah. songs. And he's got this cassette, old cassette player that he plays his instructions yeah. on every day for um, what he has to do next. And a Polaroid camera. Yeah, yeah. It's something really it, it, cool about it's that. Something we've seen. In a few films, haven't we, over the past like year, yeah. where it's hard to put a put a year on it. Although some things are quite clearly modern, and some things are deliberately uh, aged. So uh, one that sticks out was It Follows. Do you remember It Follows? That yeah, sort of really yeah, creepy. Yeah. And that was sort mm. of kind of eighties, but it wasn't eighties, but it wasn't now, and it's really weird. But yeah, and there's yeah. a reason behind that, isn't there? You know, when when well, directors choose to do that. Well, I, yeah, and I think you know, p- part of it is this world. This world functions it makes much more sense without technology to kind of yeah. cloud things. I think. Uh, well, there's, obviously, there's a, yeah. Because if you know, mm. if you had Facebook, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind exactly. of solves most of these problems. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, this, the, and it's almost, and that together with. Uh, you know the framing of a lot of the scenes and the aesthetic and the you know the colours and that. There's something almost like Kubrickian to it, really. Yeah, um, yeah. about the way it looks, and uh, I, I really, really like that. And it's just a bit sort of uh, you know jarring and makes you feel slightly sort of uncomfortable. I think mm. th- um, th- the most am- the most amazing thing about this film for me is um, the performance of Aris Ver- uh, Aris Servital Aris Servitalis, who plays Aris. Yeah. Aris, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like there's this beautifully sort of subtly slapstick element yeah. to his performance. <laughs> so I wrote down that it's, it's like he, he's like a mellow bean uh, in, in many ways about the way he sort of goes about <laughs> like stuff. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I love the analog world in which he we exist in which he exists. I like the way he sort of like sort of plods about his life and sort of like just goes along with these instructions and do it. It does exactly what. It, he is told for much of the film, yeah, yeah and yeah. um, just like little cool little elements to it as well. Like I like when so 
So basically, these cassettes get posted to him, don't they? And he plays them on yeah. the, one of those. I can't remember what those cassette, certain type of cassette players are called. Those, like, uh, like a, yeah, it's not Casio, is it? It's no, like... but those little sort of almost anyway, portable, yeah. portable ones. That... Anyway, I like the way that when it cuts to him playing the next one, I love that. And I don't know what I don't understand why he does it, but I like that he did it. You like hear the end of the instruction. And then he yeah. wind, and then he winds it back, and then you hear it from yeah. the start again, sort of thing, and it sort of like pieces <laughs> it together a little bit, um, like a little bit. When I said about the clap, slapstick, there's like there's one scene where he's in a hospital and somebody's cleaned the floors, and he's walking around on his heels, you know, like you do, like to not <laughs> yeah, sort yeah, of like yeah. smudge the floor. Um, and th- there's just something. It's ninety minutes, and it's just like a, a a beautiful sort of like little journey with this guy in this world. That again, there's a, there's a certain like element of plausibility to the way, the way it works, but there's yeah. also sort of this sort of surrealist sort. I don't know. Yeah. Government. Uh, what's the word for it? this? This sort of scheme feels a bit unnerving, and it's like what what yeah. what's their agenda here? What are they do? Well, yeah, well, there is an agenda, and some some of the instructions are just a bit odd. It's like I want you to find somebody in a hospital that's dying and make friends with them, yeah. and then you're going to go to the funeral, and and it's just very weird yeah. <laughs> in a but in a in a those are the film actually and. On the outset, I thought this. I thought it's going to be a really, really weird film. This, and it, and it actually wasn't. There's there's a simplicity to it that I really enjoyed. But those, yeah, those kind of instructions are just very, very odd. What they want them to yeah. do. It's really strange. Really strange. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, I no. I thought, I, I thought it was wonderful. It's, it's nice. It's something that's going to sort of sit nicely in my sort of not collection because we don't do that anymore. But you know, like collection yeah, yeah, yeah. of films that I've seen that I could, you know, something on the shelf where so I could go to someone actually. Try this. This is quite it's a, a nice cool palate thing. cleanser. Yeah, from some <laughs> of like the really deep stuff we've seen. So, you know, without, without going into detail, I just I just like the way it concludes. I really I yeah, really yeah, like yeah. the way it concludes. Yeah, uh, it yeah. it does. You don't find out too much, but you you find out enough to make you think. And yeah, it's, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I yeah, it's got this sort of comedic almost like tragic there's a comedic tragicness about yeah. iris um on again like you said bean i put Ch- i said chaplin this kind of bewildered yeah. almost like childlike performance that he does and it's great yeah. it's really funny because he's got a look of daniel day lewis mixed <laughs> with fred from um uh, uh, first dates, you know the, okay. um, yeah. you, you know the TV show First Dates. The uh, is yeah, it First Dates? Yeah. yeah. So for, uh, you know Fred uh, George no, and Gino, the, those the French guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looks like him. It's a spitting image of him. Uh, anyway, but it's just yeah, really yeah. weird, kind of seeing him in that context. But anyway, um, and I just love how how sort of strange and sort of a bit of an oddball he is, and he doesn't really care. He's he's, he's got that kind of physicality of like Chaplin. How you say like how he walks around? His his trousers are too short for him, and yeah. it's it's just a, yeah, it's weird, but it's great. Um, I actually noted halfway through, and I, I I need to be careful what I say. Is it, it says actually, it actually feels like he doesn't really care that much. What if and then. Da, 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 which I won't say, but yeah. actually made a note of what maybe what the ending might be at the start of the film. Okay. Um, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I love that style. I love that sort of outs in the four three. It's a bit strange. It's about to kind. Of, it's it's supposed to kind of make you feel uneasy, as you said. Mm. It's got this kind of grey hue, this sort of seventies feel to everything. Everything's a little bit grey. There's not yeah. much life to to anything, which kind of I suppose is a bit of a metaphor for for 
towards the end of the film. Um, um, do, do you know what I like about him as well? As far as you're thinking, um, yeah. I like that there's a bit. Yeah, there isn't a great deal of dialogue from him at all, and but 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 so much in his performance, you know, conveys his his character and his feelings, and and he seemingly for most of the film he doesn't really have feelings, and he's just kind of like, uh, uh, you know, conforming and going along with these instructions and everything like that. But there's one bit of the film where he gets really sort of hurt emotionally uh, yeah. by by something, and. Yeah, and 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 you really feel it, and you feel like yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. there's something quite hard hitting about um, mm. about about the way you react to that. There's a really really uh, funny funny um, again kind of like a framing thing that every single task that he gets set to do, he has to take a picture of himself, and they're so awkward. Yeah. So the first one is like he goes to his, like a skate park, borrows a little kid's bike, and starts <laughs> riding around on it, and then like takes a picture of himself <laughs> on the Polaroid, like posing on this on this bike, and it's just so beautifully yeah. awkward he goes to a strip club and like asks for a dance and yeah. then like stands next to the, the the stripper in like a really awkward way and just like gets a picture with it it's just like it's so dry and it's almost like it's almost like childish hum- childish comedy but not in like a not in like an adam sandler kind of crude you know like ugh, sort of crude way yeah. it's just like a very very simple kind of humor but it's brilliant so like there are um he goes to a fancy dress party as uh, he goes as like as an astronaut, doesn't he? But there's loads of different people in in, yeah. uh, <laughs> in fancy dress, and it's this really dramatic sort of slow motion scene. And then obviously, like somebody else loses the memory at that particular time, and it's just a paramedic, and he just goes, "Does anybody know Batman?" And it's just somebody dressed up as Batman has lost the memory, but it's just like it, it cut. It just cuts dry, cuts this like really dramatic like slow motion scene. Does anybody know Batman? And it's just out of context. It doesn't make any sense, but it's just really, really funny. Isn't he at home after that? Is it after that or before the party where he's, he's just yeah, being, after, doing the moonwalk, moving in slow motion like he's, he's on the moon? It's just brilliant. It's um, just weird, but just excellent, excellent. Um, yeah, there's a really, really nice dance number where he, he kind of like lets himself go and he's like, twi- it's the twist, isn't it? Let's twist again yeah. like we did last year. And it's just really nice and really well done. But ultimately, yeah. and without giving away the ending, it's the it's a, it's a lovely sort of theme throughout the film. It's about memory, but it's about... It's, Part of it's about, you know, you know the importance of memory and, and making memories and things like that. But then the other part of it is actually wanting to forget and I think that's without giving away too much of, of, uh, of you know, it, it's about struggling with with it's about, yeah, it's about struggling with with your own memories, but actually without you know feeling hurt, feeling feeling um, you know pain through memories, if that makes sense. And it's about yeah. wanting to kind of forget. And a nice little kind of companion piece of this would be something like Eternal Sunshine. Of the spotless mind, do you know what I mean? Yes, and there's definitely no, d- some sort definitely. of yeah. comparisons there. And it's whether I've given given away a bit too much there, there, I don't know. About it, isn't yeah, there. Yeah, I there's, think now now I'm sort of thinking about that. The de- there definitely is. There's a big influence there, I suppose. Um, yeah, so I hope I kind of like given away a bit too much there, but it's it's yeah, it's a nice little another thing. It does really nice little theme. There. I think it speaks speaking a bit about selfie culture as well, and uh, you know about yeah. capture 
we're in this world of like where everything is more about capturing a moment than being in the moment. Is it you know one thing when we got married? I, I remember saying to my photographer, our photographer, like we we want the wedding photography to capture the wedding. We don't want it to be the bloody wedding, yeah. like you know, when I, mm. your hours of posed photos and everything like that. Yeah. And 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 I think it's saying something about that in this sort of way. That he's got sort of like he's doing these missions, and the aim the aim of the mission is to get this Polaroid picture. It's like. N- yeah. Not so much about the experience of having to do the thing in, in yeah. itself; it's about capturing it, sort of thing. And mm. I think there's something yeah, there definitely. about sort of Instagram yeah, definitely, life. Definitely. Too. Um, so on. yeah, good stuff. Really enjoyed it. I, th- I don't think I've ever seen a Greek film before. No. So. And oh yeah, so, sorry. Uh, throughout all this, it's obviously Greek and with subs. But in yeah. my, in my but when I remember it, and this is, I think this is true for all the best foreign language films. You yeah. think about it in English, like you in English. Yeah, it's funny, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really in my head, it was in English. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, Greg, would you say this film is Sister Act Two: Back in the Habit or Peter Rabbit? <laughs> you like that one? More about Peter Rabbit in a little bit, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure, uh. Sister Act Two: Back in the Habit. Back in the Habit. Yeah, that film is great just for the kids singing "Oh Happy Day." Come on. Ooh, Where can we see this film, Greg? It's available to rent now for eleven ninety nine on Curtain Home Cinema, but I'm fairly sure it's going to be available in theatres. I think it's coming to Netflix as well. You know, oh, I've, I've got it from what I was reading. I think it's going to come to cinema, and then I think it's coming. to Well, Netflix. the other thing is, Kate Blanchett's executive producer on it. That's yeah, I read that as well. Yeah, cool, cool. So cinemas are opening up, Greg. Exciting. Monday. 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 And uh, so we, next week, I'll probably go before we go together, but we're going, uh, mm. you know, next Saturday, aren't we? We are going to yeah. record the podcast from the Light Cinema in Stockport. Yes, uh, we are. We've already picked out the film that we're going to see. There's a new release we're going to go, go and see, and yep. we're going to be chatting to customers in the cinema. We're going to be chatting to hopefully one of the managers there. And, uh, yeah, recording the whole podcast from the lobby at uh, the Light. So... How exciting! I'm really excited. It's going to be ace. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I think just the whole prospect of cinemas open up. I feel re- I feel a bit weird about it. I feel a bit like I'm, I'm quite giddy about it, but also I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. But I I, I, I got the email, so obviously what was said before, my cinema near me is like Cineworld, but yeah. I've got my membership too. Mm. And I um, I text my wife and I was like, I'm so excited now to take my son Ben. Because mm. he, we, we've only taken him once to the cinema, and sure. he was, you know, he's probably only two at the time, or just maybe, yeah, I suppose he was two, and it was like Peppa yeah. Pig's Festival of Fun or whatever, and he fell asleep within like ten minutes. So me and my wife, we we sat there again. We spoke about this before, but I'll say again, we uh, he fell asleep. And uh, after about 10 more minutes, we both looked at each other and like, why the hell are we still sat watching Peppa Pig in the cinema? <laughs> yeah. Should we just go? Yeah. So we went. Yeah. But, uh, and obviously, you know, I've spoken before about my son and his, uh, you know, with his autism and things like that. But I'm really, really yeah. excited now to take him and see how he reacts to a, you know, a, a film yeah. on the big screen. So, uh, yeah, cool. proper, proper cool. giddy about it. It's going to be great. Yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you think, are you, do your cinema, does your cinema do autism friendly screenings, and is yeah, that something does, that yeah. you think then benefit? benefit from I think I'm or? gonna I'm gonna try that and see how how he how he does with it. And I think that'd be a nice thing to talk about on the uh, on the podcast actually. Um, yeah, and then if he's all right with that, then I'll I'll up it again to a you know a proper you know full yeah, yeah. lights out. 
Jolly. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I think what's going to happen is, you know, it's actually I'm quite imp- impressed with the release um, sort of schedule of films that are coming next week. Certainly, straight to the light cinema that is my cinema. Yeah. Uh, I've not had a look at Cineworld yet and what they're showing the first week, but and but I think what's going to happen soon in the weeks after that and the months after that, there was there is such a backlog of films that have been waiting for the cinemas to open that I think it's just going to be insane like the amount of films that come out yeah. of the cinema and I just hope it's enough to sort of entice people there I think what we'll speak about in a little bit is I, I think the, inevitably with um, the habits that people have got into in um, you know home releases and streaming and things like that I think the landscape of cinema is probably going to change in some way um, you know almost permanently it's going to be different but I, but I think there's you know there's a conversation that there to be had about whether that was coming over the horizon anyway even w- without yeah. covid sort of thing but should we just have a little talk about some of the things that get uh, um, available on release week so new yeah, stuff definitely. um can't get too excited about it myself but peter rabbit mm. to the runaway it's been you know it's one of them that has been hanging on since last april last march or something like that um no I, I thought the first one was appalling. However, didn't see you know, it. James Corden. Why is Don Hogg Leeson in that film? Uh, no idea. It's in the films in Australia as well, partly or something. Oh really? Uh, I'm yeah, sure something there. Uh, but do you know what? I'll probably at some point I'd take my kids to sit and watch it because they're going to they're going to enjoy it. Um, Godzilla vs Kong. I mean, that's got to be something that's good on a big screen, even if it's not. Yeah, really, the, yeah. The kids, the kids will love it. Yeah. Um, my my nephew Tom is four and he is absolutely obsessed, like obsessed really? with Godzilla and, and Kong. Like ah, he watched the trailer like twenty times apparently, and, and is completely invested. Oh wow! So amazing. Cool. Well, good, good. He's doing <laughs> yeah. what it needs to do. So fine by me. I, I don't know where you're up to with the Saw films. Uh, I I think <laughs> I might have seen one in my life, but we've got so the the repackaging Saw. And putting yeah. it under the guise of spiral, and uh, it's yeah. what's it called? It's, it's what's who, who, so who who'd you cast? Who'd you cast in a reboot of a you know a, a, a gross out horror franchise? Chris Rock. <laughs> Chris Rock. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay, but so for horror fans, that's you know quite a big one to uh, go sort of yeah. grossed out. Uh, I'm looking forward to Ray and the Last Dragon, which obviously is available for yeah. twenty. You pay twenty pound on. Disney, but sod that, we've not seen yeah. it yet. It's supposed to be really good. I'm going to go and take my family and mm. uh, watch that at the cinema, so I'm really looking forward to that. Now, the one that we've picked out that we're going to see next Saturday is Those Who Wish Me Dead, which I hadn't heard yeah. much about at all. Yeah, really. I, saw, I saw a trailer for it a couple of weeks ago, um, mm. and obviously they're pushing it as Angelina Jolie's next big thing, but it's yeah. not because it's... The Eternals is the next. Well, obviously, one, the yeah. Big one, isn't it? But you've also got like, uh, Aidan Gillen in there and uh, Nicholas Holt and you know, yeah, uh, uh, John Bernthal's in John, it. John Bernthal, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, our boy Shane. Yeah, yeah, that'd be quite quite interesting to watch. Then you've got um, Mortal Kombat. I think that's available on <laughs> certain, certain, like you know, you can rent that right now on the streaming services yeah. anyway. But um, yeah, that's quite a big release. Uh, sat- and then you've got some stuff that. We've seen already that would be amazing to go back into cinemas to see. So you've got Sound of Metal, Minari, yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah, yeah. Nomadland, um, which is pretty cool. Um, and, you know, I, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting back to seeing one or two of those on the big screen. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got some like 
less honourable mentions, Scoob, exclamation mark, Tom and Joe <laughs> movie, um, things like that. So, yeah, that's dead exciting. Now, the question is, you know, is it going to be enough to get people off their sofas and into cinemas? Um, that's that, that's the tough thing. And, and I'll keep I think... To no, <laughs> sadly. I, I think people are just too used to it. Too, It needs to be, like personally, I think that first week of releases isn't really good enough to get people fully. You mm. know, the cinema lovers like us mm. and the other people with the with their memberships will go. And that, yeah, that's fine. That was yeah. always going to happen. But obviously it's these big, huge movies like Godzilla and Kong and things like that, that that make the money, get the people into the cinema, make the money, but I don't think there's yeah. there's a good enough film, or no, sorry, no, I take that back, I don't mean that that way, a big enough film to really get the people in. They should have done, they should have moved Eternals or maybe Black Widow, probably not Black Widow, mm. if I'm honest with you, they should have, moved, they should have been really a big Marvel film to get people back but, in but- straight away. I mean, I think the thing for these cinemas is they know all these big blockbusters are around the corner. So actually, yeah. so in, in the yeah. in the opening week, you know, I think that to an extent they're going to get people in anyway. And and mm. how long are they going to have to? How long are they going to have to kick the can down the road existing in these reduced capacity screenings and yeah. things like that? So, uh, you know, like if 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 I, if I go to the cinema on my own, as I quite often do, they've got to block out about six seats circling me you know what i mean yeah. and that's gonna be quite damaging for the cinema but surely i don't yeah. know is it is it looking i don't read much into i don't read much of the news and the what what restrictions can lift at the end of june are they suggesting that things like that are going to be scrapped like people are, are they going to be able to fill cinemas i don't know i presume so and I presume so and in which case maybe that's why block, blockbusters are holding back until that yeah such maybe, a time where they maybe. can film again um, but and think back into to the films we have been able to see at the cinema this year. Obviously, like Tenet was the huge blockbuster, but then like hmm. Saint Maud, we that in, a, in the normal proceedings of things in a normal year that wouldn't have got a look in at the cinema, would it? And like little films like that, Are you with me? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Sorry, <laughs> got a really weird text. That's very strange. Um, no, it wouldn't. And to be honest, I only went to see that because the cinema was open and I was like, I want to go to the cinema. Yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting what you said earlier about, um, you know, kicking the can down the road. My The email I got earlier, so I usually pay, let's say, £17 a month or £18 a month for my yeah. cinema pass. And I, I usually would see, see enough films to justify it. Yeah. Um, now they're charging £9.99. A month. Wow. So they okay. really are trying to get as many people, well, obviously, as you can imagine, as many mm. people as possible into these films. If you went to wow. see one film with and then got your popcorn and all that sort of stuff, you're spending 15 quid anyway. So, yeah. you know, you don't really even have to see one film <laughs> to to make that money back, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, difficult... I don't know how that's going to work for them personally, but I think. The thing that's difficult for me is like, of, of course, I, I'm in a weird situation because I live 40, 40, 45 minutes away from my nearest cinema that I'm a member of. And I make that journey. Usually when the cinemas are open, I may, I'll make that journey once a week. Yeah. And and I will continue to do that because I'm doing this and because I love mm. films mm. And, 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 you know, it's, you know, I can't imagine doing anything different. But for people like 
me who wouldn't, you know, I don't know, for other people who live in my town, for instance, who who are 45 yeah. minutes away from the you've always, you're always going to have, well, I could drive 45 minutes and yeah. spend this much money and then buy the cotton or anything like that. Or I could put it on Netflix or whatever it's, you yeah. know, you know, especially yeah. for the things that are dual released. Yeah. And I know exactly. I don't know how long it's going to take for things to be, I think it's inevitable that things will become dual release, like in sync. Yeah. Um, and I think for for a bit, it looks like we're going to have things like you know the forty what was it the forty five day deal is that was that uh, yeah. Universal was yeah. that um, I think so I can't quite remember who it was now but yeah 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 but I it was all see, with AMC wasn't it and it was all being a bit I can see that pulling back back in but the other side of it though I know so many people so many people who hardly ever went to the cinema anyway yeah. Yeah. So has have streaming services captured that audience of people who wouldn't go to the cinema anyway? And are cinema goers going to continue to go back to the cinema? You know what I mean? So <laughs> See, I don't know because right. So there's there's a particular person I work with right who I always say oh, I'm going to the cinema. And like, How much do you pay a month for that? And I was like, da, da, da. Um, oh, that's a lot. So, well, <laughs> or or it's you know twelve pound a time. Yeah. Oh, that's why I don't go to the cinema. And then, then this is the person who was like, "Oh, I watched um, I watched Captain America: Civil War the other day." And I was like, "All right, okay, cool. Did you like it?" Yeah, it was all right. I didn't quite understand it. I was like, "Well, <laughs> have you watched all the other ones?" No, no, no. I don't have Disney Plus. So my friend comes around every every week or so, and he's got Disney Plus. So we just choose a film to watch. So it's like, it's so you've hard just watched, to comprehend that world, uh, isn't it? You know, you've just watched the I don't know. 15th film out of 22 out of a <laughs> completely out of order so so that's got me like well actually maybe people aren't quite as as you know onto the streaming as as i am or you know or whatever yeah. uh, but this person pays 80 pound a month in, on sky you know come on what's what's wrong with people well anyway yeah. i'm looking I mean, forward I mean, to going yeah, back to the I, cinema greg <laughs> of course of course and i hope many others are too and you know and I'm looking forward to next Saturday. I feel like there's going to be a bit of a buzz around the place. I'm looking yeah. forward to getting a pint in, getting a pizza in from the restaurant Ooh. there. And they, they do like pizza. See, pizza's to your seat if you want pizza to your seat. Yes. In the cinema. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be really, really cool. Let us know if you're planning to go to the cinema uh, next week. And uh, let us know once you have been to the cinema. Let me know. What, let us know what that experience was like. Let us know what you've seen. It'd be great to hear from you. tips. So you sent me a text on Friday. It was a little bit bittersweet. He said, so Arthur's poorly, so I've stayed off with him today. And yeah. a lovely little little selfie of you and Arthur pulling me a face. Thanks for that, bastard. Yes. <laughs> and then the second picture you sent me was of your television, and we've got um, Richard Attenborough as John Hammond and Jeff Goldblum as uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm. Of yeah. course, we're talking about Jurassic Park. Jurassic so Park. This is this is a very very this is a moment, man. Like big time. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. your son got to watch Jurassic Park for the first time. I remember watching Jurassic Park for the first time. I think we spoke about this a few months ago. Yeah, must have been Christmas. Um, what year did it come out? Ninety four. Uh, oh right, so so it came out ninety three. So it must have yeah. been Christmas ninety four. Okay, or maybe Christmas okay. ninety three. I suppose it probably came out in the summer. So, yeah, so it would have been Christmas 1993. And one of my sisters, I think it was Julia, she's unsubscribed, um, got <laughs> Jurassic Park 
on VHS and we watched it on Christmas Day. And I just remember my sister and my cousin Sean screaming the heads off watching it. And I think I was maybe a bit too young to kind of get it because uh, I was probably I was only four. Yeah. But um, it's just a very vivid memory of them just like cowering because they were so scared, specifically yeah. at the kitchen scene. Uh, so your son watching Jurassic Park for the first time, that's a privilege for oh, me. Yeah. That is a, an absolute privilege. Yeah. Uh, wow. So yeah, obviously this week's So Solid You is Jurassic Park. Uh, Steven Spielberg's 1993, absolute classic Jurassic Park. Wowzer. Cool. Hmm. What have we got to say about it, Greg? <laughs> yeah, well, bloody fantastic, obviously. So, I mean, do, do we need to give it much of a setup? You, you got okay. No. You, you got <laughs> don't do it. Richard Attenborough. Richard Attenborough makes a theme park of cloned dinosaurs. Uh, someone gets killed by Velociraptor, is it? Then you've got um, yeah. Then he invites this uh, sort of like physicist, chaos theorist guy. Um, yeah, Ian paleontologist. Malcolm, paleontologist. And, uh... Yeah. Paleobotanist, whatever. Herb, like herb, yeah, yeah, it's a botanist. Yeah, it's a, like some sort of like botanist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, they come to have a look at it, and uh, the, you know, he's trying to sort of like convince them uh, that he wants them to sort of back it, doesn't he? And sort of like, yeah, you know, convince them that it's a great place and everything like that. But they're questioning the ethics of it. They're questioning, you know, dinosaurs and humans never live together at the same time. This is going to go completely wrong, and uh, also. Richard Attenborough's John Hammond invites his grandchildren to come along and look at the park yeah. as well. And then, you know, disaster strikes. There's um, a greedy... Um, <laughs> oh, what's he, what's he called that? The guy who's in Space Jam. Um, yeah, he's called Dennis in this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he um, he's sort of like disgruntled. Uh, uh, uh. Disgruntled. He didn't say the magic word. Uh, uh, uh. Sorry. Um, yeah, he's disgruntled him. It's Wayne. Of... It's Wayne Knight, isn't it? Is Nedry Dennis? That's Nedry. it. Yeah. Wayne Knight. That's it. Um, and because of his sort of, he's disgruntled him because of his sort of greed, and he's trying to sort of like, I think he's trying to sell off embryos or something like that. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah. he shuts the power down. There's a big storm. Everything goes wrong. The dinosaurs escape. Not escape, but the fences break, and everyone's in danger, and sort of chaos ensues. Yes. Yes, yes. That's pretty much Jurassic Park. Uh, Hold cool. on to your butts. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, love Jurassic Park with a passion, an absolute passion. Um, it, it's just got, for me, everything you want. It's got a stellar cast who are all just having an absolute ball. It's got absolutely incredible effects. And when you look into the detail of it, it's a mixture of practical and CGI, and, yeah. but they're so 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 smart the way they did it. So they've obviously got animatronics for like you know the, the T Rexes and things like that. But all the CGI, so it's yeah. uh, Industrial Light and Magic, and it's one of the first like big big films that they did. And it, yeah. but they're really really smart about it. They don't show it off. Um, so it, yeah. like put it this way: every time you see the T Rex fully go, you know going for it, it's never fully like in in the light, you know, everything's slightly shadowed or it's lit sure. by torches and things like that. So they're like, you know, we're going to be smart about this. We're not going to try and fully show off everything yeah. because it might not look great. It's 1993. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so we yeah, need yeah, to be, yeah. we need to be clever and we need to sort of be subtle and disguise things. That, and it works absolutely per- perfectly. Well, that's it's where some funny. of his most um, sort of iconic um, bits come in. Like, you know, the window, yeah. the circle window in the yeah, eye yeah, yeah. that comes there. It's like, yeah. that's all part yeah. of that, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's uh, it's all about spectacle in, in Jurassic Park. It's like, you know, it's something we've never seen before. And when they do show it off, 
you know, so the first time we see the, is it Brachiosaurus or Brontosaurus or whatever? And it's, yeah, you know, yeah. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Yeah. All right, it's in all its glory and it looks wonderful, but uh, it's just everything else, you know. And it's it, it's this wonderful combination of sci-fi, adventure, action, and horror. And I think that's the beauty of this film. It's genuinely scary. If you've yeah. not seen Jurassic Park, and even like for now at thirty-two year old, if I'd not seen Jurassic Park and I watched it, I think I'd be scared because it's essentially a slasher film. People get yeah. picked off one by one, yeah, especially, like I said earlier, that kitchen scene. Yeah. It's so terrifying. It, it's, yeah. it really, really is. Um, <laughs> uh, what else am I going to say? And uh, yeah, just, uh, just that, just like, and then beautiful little bits. Did you ever notice the seatbelt little thing? Uh, the, the little uh, cute nod with the seat, right? Okay, so, and this, this may take a little bit of explaining, but you'll be like, this is cool. Do you know in the helicopter at the beginning when they're, yeah. they're they come into Jurassic Park and it's uh, uh, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern. And Sam Neill's seatbelt doesn't work. He's putting it together and he's just got the female ends. The, you know, instead of having like the clip that goes in, he's just <laughs> got the two female bits. And yeah, what he yeah. does is he just ties it in a knot. So the whole point of Jurassic Park is all they have is female embryos. Ah. But life finds a way. Aye. How smart is that? Yeah, wow. That's good shit, that. That's, that's got to come from the novel, hasn't it? That's got to be in the novel. I don't know, to be honest. Which, actually, the final thing I just wanted to say is it's a Michael Crichton novel. And Michael Crichton's just obsessed with theme parks going wrong. It's another big, big <laughs> literary note is um, Westworld, <laughs> which yeah. really is just Jurassic Park. Yeah. But instead oh, yeah. of dinosaurs, it's cowboys. Yeah, yeah It's yeah, the same thing. Right. Of course it is, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, uh, the novel is brilliant. I don't actually remember that in the novel, but it's brilliant. It's Mark's favorite favorite book. It's <laughs> Jurassic Park. What, think, it's well, great. I think we were f- five years old, so it was ingrained into our culture growing up. Like you know, you know, and you know when you see like the Jeeps or the like, Range Rovers, whatever they are. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. That's like all that. Lever's got one. Like that. Lever has one. one. <laughs> Not the branding, but he's got. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. did I ever show you the Mark the uh, photos from Mark's wedding? I don't know, not sure. The car that took me, Mark, and Kev to Mark's venue was the Jurassic Park Jeep, fully branded. No. Yeah, yeah. So Holly messaged me. She was at like a wedding fair, and she um, she was like, right, we've got a few options. She, she said, Mark doesn't want anything anything, anything flash for the wedding. He doesn't yeah. want to waste the money. Yeah. But I, I really want to make a thing about him going in a, in a, in a car that he wants to go in. Yeah. She said, there's Ferraris. There's Aston Martin, she said, but I've seen this and I think it might be, this might be the better option. And she showed me, and I was like, 100% do that. Yeah, it was so easy. good. That's anyway, easy. sorry. Yeah, so um, should we see what Arthur thought about it? Yeah. I just watched Arthur. Jurassic Park. And what was it like? It was good. Yeah, what did you like about it? Well, it was scary but good, and I liked uh, the part um, when, um, when, uh, when uh, we were learning about that kind of uh, bit in the film bit, uh, where we were watching a film and Len Lay were watching a movie <laughs> thing. Yeah, no DNA. Oh, that was the scariest bit. All of the West would have been the scary spirits. Mm. How many marks out of ten would you give this film? Actually, I won't give a, a ten. How many would you give it? 
a million. Oh wow, that's a good, <laughs> good film then. Yeah. Do you want to see Jurassic Park 2 next? Um, you mean Jurassic World? Uh, yeah, that's well, that's in, that's like Jurassic Park 4, I think. Do you want to see Jurassic Park 2 next time? Uh, yeah, and then we can keep on going 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Yeah, and... cool. Cheers, Arthur. Thank you. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Lesson. Yeah. <laughs> and the next way, the next day we did watch Jurassic Park Two, which he yeah. enjoyed that as well. But he was he was a lot more scared of Jurassic Park Two. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit more full on that one. I think. Yeah, isn't it? But, yeah. yeah, wonderful, cool. Um, where can we see Jurassic Park, Gregory? You can rent it for sort of two pound fifty, three pound fifty from all the usual places. A critic. You, you, you're gaining on him. Go straight. Straight. Keep going straight. Go straight. Go straight. 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 Okay, now turn right. Right. Now? Yes, right. Are you sure? Yes, I'm. Oh, it's left. Turn left. Sorry, I had the screen lock on. So number six is Fallout. So the story continues. So we kind of find from one to four, every story is separate, but five and six kind of go on from each other. So in six, um, it starts with some plutonium. Um, so there's these three lots of plutonium and basically Ethan's got to choose between the plutonium and his team and he chooses to save Luther. So the plutonium gets stolen and basically he's got to get it back. So Ilse's in it again. Um, and so is Lane. So bit, uh, the way it works is to get the plutonium from this, what, what's she called? She's like a middleman, the white widow. Um, she can get the plutonium for him if he gets her an asset and the asset she wants is Lane. So he's basically got to break Lane free um, from his kind of prison van or whatever. Um, the main uh, actors in this, again, Luther's in it, um, and Simon Pegg's in it as Benji, but we have Henry Cavill in this one with the beard and the moustache. And it's got the really famous uh, bathroom fight where he does the whole reload thing with his arms. Um, and it ends with a really good helicopter um, flight and Ethan's known for being able to do everything fighting and diving and shooting um, and maybe flying a helicopter, maybe not um, so you kind of see that at the end um, and his wife is back in this one as well, Julia um, so it kind of sets sets up this story for all of them number seven's coming out soon um, and if you look online you kind of see Rebecca Ferguson's in it again and Simon Pegg's in it again Jeremy Renner wasn't in number six um, because he um, he was filming Avengers, but whether he'll be in the next one, who knows. Henry Cavill 
will not be in the next one. Spoiler. Is it true Lane gassed the village of 2,000 people? Yes. Is it true he brought down an entire passenger plane just to kill one man? Yes. Is it true that... Look, he... Hey, Walker, whatever you heard, if it makes your skin crawl, it's probably true. You're the guy that caught him, aren't you? How long do you think he's gonna keep that to himself? We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. We just said it was really good, it was dead interesting. It was long, but the action sequences were really good. It, it had a good, there was a good sort of car chase bit. You bet you best read in IMDB as you watch it because you kind of see how good Tom Cruise is. He does all his own stunts and so does Simon Pegg, but he doesn't have that many. Um, but the whole driving, the driving the cars, the driving the vans, the motorbikes, the helicopter, it just, yeah, it just shows it's the newest one. And it's, yeah, it's a good action movie. We would recommend watching them all. Um, and we're excited about number seven, aren't we, Andrew? Yes, we are. <laughs> thank you for your contribution. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Bye. Thanks, Andy. So that brings us... That brings, thanks, Andy. <laughs> thanks, Andy, for uh, all those reviews over the past few weeks. We yeah. really appreciate your hard work, Andy. Um, so that brings us to the end of oh. our Mission Impossibles. Uh, everyone's a critic Mission Impossible. I've loved them yes. because I've not had to watch them all. Yes. <laughs> you know, I nearly did it the other day. Before I watched uh, Dazed and Confused, I was about to start yeah. Mission Impossible from the beginning. Uh, but I still wow. might do that sometime soon. Uh... Well, I think, we, I think we should do it before uh, Seven comes out. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, it's not going to be out um, for another year or so, is it? Surely. Yeah, no, yeah, because they're yeah. still filming it. Did you get your Empire this week? Yes, I've got Empire. I've got it right cool. me here. Nice, nice, right. fantastic. There yeah. he is, there he is. Um, so, yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout. It's my favourite one. It's mm. absolutely brilliant. And from from that, obviously, Jen and Andy were saying out of them all, that's their favourite as well. It is, It considering, you know, let's face it, they the churn out these Mission Impossible mm. films. I genuinely think Mission Impossible Seven, uh, sorry, Six Fallout is is a great film. It's an all out balls out action film. The the bathroom fight scene is is just brutal and really yeah. really impressive. The uh, helicopter chase is great. The the mm. it, uh, Tom running through uh, London, he broke his ankle. Do you remember that? He broke his ankle. And the, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, bit, and you can see the it was that jump between between the, the buildings, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. You can see his ankle. Oh, it's horrible. Anyway, um, you know that's actually quite funny. And look, Simon Pegg and uh, and Tom Cruise make an, an unlikely comedy duo, uh, and it's just great. I it's think, brilliant. And Henry yeah, Cavill is great. And I'm glad that the Justice League were were put out because he had to keep that mustache for this film because it's <laughs> great. And the Halo <laughs> jump, they do the Halo yeah. as well. And Tom Cruise actually did the Halo jump, and it's mint. Oh, what a film! What a cool. film. Love it. I think it. I think the thing about this is where yeah, Mission Impossible has really sort of matured into some something brilliant. And it's I think all the films the other films sort of led up to this because it's like it's it, it's a James Bond film, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's got all the fun turned up to eleven and uh, but at the same time like preserving 
it's integrity in in filmmaking yeah. as well if that makes sense so yeah no 100 percent. Yeah. despite me not remembering Great. having watched it before last year <laughs> and then watching yeah, it again. yeah 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 so so a big massive thank you to Andy and Jen for you know doing these films and sort of you know it's probably about 6 months ago when they actually watched them now but, <laughs> yeah. but you know we've been we've been gradually sort of drip feeding them throughout the everyone's a cricket but it's been good fun it it's really has cool. yeah. and we've got a, another series coming up next week have we this is Leavers Lockdown oh, yeah. stay tuned for next week for the first Leavers Lockdown I'm going to go and scratch one off. <laughs> the film poster. Yeah. For this for context, yeah. Dave bought me a poster for Christmas, and it's a scratch poster of 100 films. So I'm going to go and yes. uh, choose one. Good. What is it then, Greg? We're going for No Country for Old Men. Oh, yes. Excellent. So I, I've seen this film, but I'll gladly watch it again. Uh, so this is the Coen Brothers film. Uh, Oscar-winning performance from Javier Bardem. Anton Chigurh. Yeah, two thousand seven. It's essentially a western, but it's it's not. It's like a you know postmodern western. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is in there looking absolutely knackered. Josh yeah. Brolin puts in a brilliant performance. But yeah, th- it's all about Javier Bardem's performance in this film. It is brilliant. I've read cool. the book as well, and it's uh, it's very close to the book, and it's probably one of the few times I'd say maybe the film is better than the book. Uh, okay. It's it yeah mm, I'm yeah interested to see. So it, think about it, this film. is it like? So it's not like um, like black comedy, sort of thing. No. So you think that you know when you say the Coen Brothers, you think oh you know Fargo, uh, you think Big Lebowski and things like yeah. that. However, they actually started they started their career making like neo noirs, like kind of yeah, like these postmodern westerns and thrillers, and then gradually moved into these like weird kind of comedies. But then they took a turn again, mid noughties and made No Country for Old Men, and it surprised people. But it's you know the critics loved it. It got nominated for a lot of Oscars, and uh, yeah, it, it basically I think it was between this and um, There Will Be Blood for Best Picture that year. I think I might be wrong. Cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting and it's yeah, it's a good watch. So I'm very intrigued to see what you and think. And it's available everywhere. Yes, it is wonderful. I'll definitely watch it. It's that. on Netflix. It's on Netflix, Prime Video, Sky Cinema. You know, I mean, oh, you have a job avoiding it. <laughs> I've managed to avoid it for the last 14 years. Apparently, somehow. apparently there is a country for old men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yes, good joke. So you with the box. On the box. Oh, what's on the box? Okay, Greg, what is on the box for you? Well, love? I must admit, it's slim pickings this week. Um, but that's not to say we've got a really good couple of films that we've chosen uh so for fri- yeah. friday night nine o'clock edgar wright always makes a joke that itv2 <laughs> yeah, permanent- quite fitting this week isn't it? <laughs> yeah um itv2 permanently show hot fuzz but it's on uh friday night nine o'clock itv2 hot fuzz and it'll probably be on next week as well and the week yeah. after that but yeah. 
this week it's been the the two dates, hasn't it? So like, uh, yeah. what's your birth date? Yeah. Eight for me, uh, or whenever it was. <laughs> what year? Every, Every year. year. <laughs> and then was it today? I think twelfth. Yeah, twelfth of May is the day that all the uh, the neighborhood watch got arrested, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> locked up. That's, yeah, that's nice. Cool. Um, cool. All right. Yeah, pretty crappy week, but there's uh, there's some honourable mentions. Whether you like it or not, I quite like it. You've got uh, World War Z is on on Friday. Um, My favourite book, World War Z. (laughs) You want to know? Great, love the book. Films all right. I remember you reading it in Spain, I think. In Spain, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Other honourable mentions, Friday, um, so today, quarter to 12 at night. Sorry, quarter to 11, BBC One is long shot. Seth Rogen's Charlie Theron film. Uh, really, really like that film. But for me, I'm going for Saturday, 15th of May, 10 past 11 on Channel 4, Sicario, which is the uh, Denny Villeneuve oh, we uh, directed. Uh, yeah. Maybe I chose this. If, maybe I've chose this before. I don't know. But uh, oh no, I know we really worth Sicario a watch. Too, didn't we? Because we were speaking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really worth a watch. It's it's a okay. uh, it's a great film. There's an amazing really tense kind of kind of shoot out but not so much in uh at the border mm. so you like the border like mexico and, and america and it's just like basically yeah, yeah. Uh, it's almost like a car park because all the cars are backed up so much and there's like a shoot out and it is so mm. intense it's brilliant so yes yeah, sicario that's, cool. that's what i'm going for 15th at uh 10 past 11 on channel 4 fantastic let us know what you guys are watching on the box this week So there we go, 49. Next week, Greg, will you believe it? We've made it to 50 episodes next week. Is that? Wow. Wow. Well, this week is 49. So if my math is correct, uh, I think Mm. next week is 50. That's pretty impressive. We've not skipped a beat. Well. Yeah, we've had kids. Well, me. Well, I don't (laughs) know about you. Uh, I've had had a kid. Uh, We've had... uh, pandemics we've had internet problems yes but we've made it to 50 without missing a week That's we're nearly brilliant. there we're nearly at our goal at 52 Aye. And then we're I, mean, do- I don't know about you, but I'm done after that. Yeah, that's it. I'm just <laughs> Stop it. I only signed up to a one-year deal. <laughs> um, no, we planned it. Leave us, leave us, uh, leave us having a kid next week. <laughs> so he, he takes over from me. <laughs> What's um? What speaking of uh, people around your way? It seems like it seems like the Slanks has only just got it, like a massive lorry load of vaccines because Stu has been. Seems everyone to, seems to have suddenly been done. It's weird. It's, weird. it's so strange because I I was it yesterday. What day is it today? Yeah, we, yesterday I just got a random text and it was like, "Congratulations, you've been selected." I'm like, oh wow, okay, amazing. Uh, and then, but Max was like, "I've not." And then my sister texts me, I've, I've got my vaccine, the one who doesn't yeah. subscribe anymore. Uh, uh, I've got my vaccine, and the stew put that on today. I've just got this random message. Is this real? And I'm like, I hope it is, because they've just injected me with something. Yeah, and I noticed in the comments of his, like, a load of people going, had mine, had my, had the same message had today too. And then like, other people, it's not real, it's not real. Around, it's fake, don't yeah. trust it. I was like, fucking hell, I hope, it, I hope it's real. Otherwise, I don't know what the hell they've just jabbed me with. <laughs> It's microchip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is it now. Exactly. Yeah, all the, <laughs> turning back. Uh, uh, I'm joking. I'm obviously joking. 
Um, so anti-vaccine scum. Uh, so yeah, so we'll, we'll you know inevitably we'll do something nice next week for fifty. But the big the big uh, uh, goal at the minute for us is fifty two. And what we want from everybody is uh, we'd love for you to send us a review of your favorite film. Um, yeah. Keep it short, you know. We're wanting really. 30 seconds to a minute of uh you know introduce yourself and just tell us what your favorite film is and why that's your favorite film we're gonna have a nice little section of all our kind of regular listeners you know it's 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 your turn to to shine <laughs> not that we've shined for basically we, we want we want a week off so i think it's only fair <laughs> that in fi- our 52nd yeah. week you can bloody put the show together you you um Ooh, what are you up to this weekend you- you bloody uh, listener support so, us. In theory, this week, uh, regular listener John, whether he's a regular listener or not, it's another question, uh, and Rebecca are coming around. They were supposed to come next last week, but they didn't. Uh, so they're coming down this weekend. Um, and then it's chores. I've got a lot of chores. Cut the cool. grass. Uh, mm. All that all that nonsense. How about you? Uh, well, tonight, Friday night, uh, back up to back up to the brewery around our way, having some drinks and oh, some nice. food up there. So, uh, nice. looking forward to that. We've got usual clubbing. Uh, wife starts a new job on Monday, oh, just, mm-hmm. which is oh, exciting. Cool. Yeah, man. Are we going to get loads of freebies out of this? I I'm just, I'm just I'm bloody hope so. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Um, but yeah, not a lot apart from that. You know, plodding. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know what? I, I feel so bad because other than the uh, the films for the podcast. I've literally watched no films in the past like seven weeks yeah. because I'm like, the, my, my time is, is obviously taken on uh, the baby. Mm. But uh, in the middle of the night, I'm just like, I'm just plowing through TV shows. So I finished that uh, Invincible and it's brilliant. I'm on Atlanta yeah. now and watching that. Oh, cool. Just because I just need like quick, like half an hour snaps of something <laughs> just to keep me awake yeah. while I, you know, beat well. this child on the back. <laughs> You mean I mean, windy. I mean, he means, he wind. means winding. <laughs> <laughs> I watched before we came on, and the reason why I was a little bit late is because I was I was having my tea watching, and I never watched rubbish like this. I was watching Police Interceptors on like yes. Channel Five or something like that, <laughs> and then like there were ch- this this uh, you know, this police officer with a dog was like going around these these back alleys in these houses trying to find this guy that was escaped, and then there was this shed, and they thought he was in the shed. They're banging on the door. So and they saying, burnt it down. No. <laughs> no, but they were just about to open the door and it wouldn't open. And then they got someone else to come and like yank it open. And uh, then it cut to the break. I was like, oh man, I've got to wait to the other side of this break to find out if he's in there. I probably got, got drawn into it. I, never... I, love, I, I love trash like that, honestly, because I just feel like sometimes... A lot of the stuff we watch is so intense, yeah. and that's why I quite I love like ridiculous comedies because I just like to shut off. We're, we watch Below Deck. I don't, have I told you about Below Deck? Mm, so we start we started watching yeah. this like literally like the day after Zach was born. We're like yeah. we need something just trashy just to watch and shut off to. And all it is is it's a you know one of these reality shows, and it's a luxury mega yacht. And it's about the staff on it, and you know these people. Know people charter this, this yacht yeah, yeah. for like three days, and it's yeah. about them. And it's just yeah. absolute rubbish. We've watched all eight seasons of it, and now we're on to the spin-offs, <laughs> below, below Deck Mediterranean. All right, it's so oh, rubbish. I tell wow. you what, the other thing I love though, which what? is a bit like uh, the Police Interceptions. Have you ever watched Can't Pay Will Take It Away? It's on Channel no, Five. I take it it's about bailiffs. <laughs> it's about yeah. The, well, no, Gregory, don't Greg, come on. 
They're not bailiffs. <laughs> They're high court enforcers. <laughs> okay, sorry. Oh, that's it's wow. trash. It, and again, it's trash, but it's like, oh, what are they going to do? Are they going to break in? Are they going to take the Vauxhall? Who knows? <laughs> they always take the Vauxhall. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Love it. Welcome cool. to the film podcast, yeah, everybody. <laughs> Password. Well, then. Right. Password. Uh, let's do popcorn because cinemas are opening back up this week. Cinema. Get your Amazing. popcorn out. Yeah. Sweet. Send it to us. Send us a picture of popcorn. Send us some popcorn. Send us a picture of your popcorn. <laughs> Is that personal? Mm. A bit too personal? Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of All Saints the other week, you know. Did you? mentioned that last week. Yeah, a lot of people sending me All Saints. Yeah, uh, they were uh, a few people were laughing at my uh, Desiree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Life, oh, life. Oh, anyway, yeah, we had some good, some good, uh, uh, like options for our daddy's awards, didn't we? Oh, you know, yeah. people send us the pictures. We had well, the, 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 my favorite was uh, the Bill Nye. Um, yeah, that was from Mike Green. The breast. Yeah, the bre- Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, what else do we have? We had a nice sort of golden framed picture. Those yeah, guys, yeah. Um, yeah, we had. Yeah, what did Lever Lever sent? Was it just like the finger? Like I think the, it was, was it like the enemy finger or something? Yeah, yeah, like that, something like that. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Cool. Well, oh, well, well I'm it's shocked. a very long episode. I'm very tired. I'm so tired. Very tired so indeed. Tired. Edit yeah. the hell that down, because uh, yeah, <laughs> so we don't sound so tired in it. Um, but yeah. okay. All right. I've loved it every second. I'm so Woo-hoo! buzzed, so hyped, so hyped. This, uh, yeah, this is me. Greg, I feel so, I feel so hyped. Woohoo! We'll edit that. We'll edit the gap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I see. It's fine. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I just want to say to my sister, Julia, if you've, uh, if you've got to this point, you're a f***ing hypocrite. <laughs> cool. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.